The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the modern world, uh, religion has many, um, many detractors, many people who try to uh, write off religion, um, tries to write off belief, right, faith. And sometimes, I always find it interesting because sometimes they're right. Uh, Bishop Barron goes uh, really well. He's got this Catholicism series and he, he points out all of the often arguments against the existence of God. And he says, well, if you think that God is like this or that or that, you're right. There isn't a God like that. And so many people have a misunderstanding of who God is as well as what the role of religion is. And even we sometimes do as well. We sometimes don't put forward the best uh, presentation of the gospel, of the good news, of what it is. And I'd like to, I guess, talk about specifically one way in which religion, and specifically Christianity and Catholicism, can sometimes be misused or misunderstood. And I think I've seen this accusation often is that, right, religion, Catholicism is just an escapism, an escapism. So I'm using this term kind of as a, an escape from reality, right? Reality is difficult. Um, you, we can't deal with death. And so we make up an alternate reality, right? We make up this idea of the resurrection. We can't fathom a world without God, and so we make up this God character, right? That's kind of escapism, okay? Now, I'd say that's not what we do, right? And why? Why can we say that Catholicism isn't escapism? Well, I think because... Actually, if we practice Catholicism correctly, it doesn't actually allow us to escape. It allows us to be more real. And I think Job is a great example of this today. Job 
did not escape from his misery by going to God. He did not escape from reality and say, no, everything's just fine. No, he acknowledged the reality of the struggle, of the difficulty, of the suffering. And uh, just a little reminder of what happened in Job. So Job was kind of, he was doing really well. Let's just say that. He had a lot of children. He had a lot of camels. And he was doing very well. Uh, He'd be like the Elon Musk of his day, right? He just had everything. And then all of a sudden, he lost everything. Not just some things. He didn't just have some disasters hit him so that he lost some money. He lost everything. His entire family. His entire fortune. He had nothing left. And then even his body and his health was taken from him as well. Not to the point of death, but that he experienced great uh, uh, suffering and dif- suffering in his bo- bodily uh, as well. And he could have cursed God, right? And said, this is horrible. This is God. This is all your fault. Fallen into despair or tried to escape. And he doesn't. His friends try to tell him to curse God. Um, And he questions God towards the end of his kind of experience. But what I find so powerful is that he's real about it. He's experiencing real suffering. And so he tells us about it. And I think that's important for us to also acknowledge is that human suffering, just because we believe in God, just because you might do a lot of good, there is still suffering in this world. There is still suffering that you'll endure and there are still suffering for people around you. And that instead of just trying to say, it'll be just fine, it'll be okay, which we know that it will, right? We have hope in this. We have to sometimes sit with the people. And that's actually one of the best things that Job's friends, they try to give him lots of advice and none of the advice really works. But what does work is them just sitting with him. And I think we as Catholics need to sit with people more. Sit with people in their suffering, in their difficulty. And we also need to invite God to sit with us in our suffering, in our difficulty. To tell him about our suffering. I think a lot of the times we can put on a good face to the people around us, right? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Even though that we're not. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, even though that we're not. Right? And we can sometimes get into that mode even with God. Where we come before God and we go to pray for him and we're like, well, I'm still alive, so it's good. Thank you, God. I'm not going to ask you for anything. And God's like, I'm here. (laughs) I want to help. And yet we don't bring anything to him. In the gospel today, the disciples told Jesus about Peter's mother-in-law, that she was sick. And since they told Jesus about her, he went and healed her. But he needed them to tell him about it. Later on, he goes and heals multiple people, but he didn't. No, and he didn't necessarily seek out each one of them. They actually sought him out. 
And so similarly, we have to bring that reality of our experience, of our, of our life to him and not escape. It's funny that we sometimes get accused of escapism when the modern world are experts at escapism, right? You look at modern entertainment. What is modern entertainment about? Escaping reality. Trying to create another universe, trying to create feelings, escaping from the struggle of the day. And and that's not where human beings grow or thrive. Instead, we grow and thrive in here and now in the reality of where we are. Christianity is often accused of uh, being uh, contrary to rational thought, right? But, or, or beyond, you know, just kind of rejecting uh, rationality. But no, Christianity is supernatural. It is natural, but it's supernatural. And to give you this one kind of explanation of, you know, a lot of the things that we do believe in are a little bit crazy, Okay. I'll give you that, right? Especially if you don't see any evidence for it. But it would be similar to tell, telling somebody a uh, hundred years ago, yeah, we're going to put a person on the moon. And they'll be like, no, you're crazy. There's absolutely no way you could put somebody on the moon. That's impossible, right? You're just thinking up imaginary things. And then we do that, right? It would be crazy to tell somebody a hundred years ago that we're able to talk to people across the world on a little device. They would say, no, you're crazy. You're just making up things. That's not natural. There's, there's no possibility that that can, that can happen, except for there is. And I think similarly for a lot of things that Catholicism teaches, we look at it on a surface value, the world does, and they say, that's crazy. That's not possible. But it is. It is beyond what is just natural or what we understand right now. But it isn't anti-rational, okay? It's not escapism. It's not running away from the suffering or the difficulty. It's engaging it and allowing the reality of who God is and the reality of who you are to counteract that, all those different struggles. In the second reading today, we hear about preaching the gospel. And I I love this this reading. Um, I I kind of just wanted to focus just on this. Um, But I think uh, think the other points are really important as well. But St. Paul is talking about preaching the gospel. And we all have an obligation to preach the gospel, not just priests. But I, I love this fact that he says... I have made myself a slave to all as to win over as many as possible. I become all things to all people so that I might at least save some. Now, I as a priest try to do my best to become all things to all people. But I'm only one person. And one of the beautiful things I think is the military chaplaincy is the military chaplaincy allows me to be able to do that in a beautiful way, to be able to enter into right, the military life and to hopefully help bring some people to salvation. But each one of you have a, a beautiful opportunity of evangelization just by doing what you do. All of you know people who are outside of the church. All of you know people 
who are struggling. All of you know people who are suffering. All of you know and probably work with people who say that they're fine and maybe aren't. And, and we, in our evangelization, in our love for God and love for neighbor, need to sit with them as the best of Job's friends' advice was. We need to sit with them in the reality and also live our reality as well. And not just say everything's fine ourselves. It's interesting that one of the best ways is to actually be vulnerable first ourselves, right? To acknowledge that not everything is fine, right? And hopefully do it in the right way. But, but we have such an opportunity of evangelization, not by just saying, hey, do you know who Jesus is? Hey, have you read the Bible? Let me tell you something, right? But instead, becoming weak with the weak. Becoming all things to all people to being real and not escaping from reality and saying everything will be just fine, but instead to say, wow, that is really hard right now, right? Allowing that to be real and then hopefully sharing more of what is possible with Jesus Christ, that he came to preach the good news, to tell us about the good news and also help also to save us so that we might be able to be with him for eternity. And so if that's not good news, I don't know what is. But it also doesn't take away the fact that Jesus had to suffer on the cross and that we ourselves also suffer in this life. It does allow us to be able to, in the darkness, to be able to see more. And I guess that's one of the most important things is that uh, as Catholics, in our living the reality, we can always hope in more. But, but it doesn't force us to turn away or escape from the reality and just say, oh, everything will be just fine, so this doesn't matter. No, it does matter. In fact, we can unite our suffering to a great way with Jesus Christ, but that there is something so much more. And so I started Mass with saying, bring everything to the altar. And I think that's one of the most important things that you do as you come here. Hopefully at least once a week, you take stock of your life and say, What's happening in my life, right? Really, honestly, how are you doing? How is your life doing? How are your friends and your families around you doing? And to bring those things and lay them on the altar and unite them to Jesus Christ. To bring them to him so that he might heal them. So that he might also enter into your life as well in those things. Now, we have to be honest that every single thing that we bring to Jesus, he doesn't necessarily fix in the way that we want. I find it interesting that in the gospel today, it says that he healed many of them. It actually doesn't say all of them, many of them, but not all. Jesus came to be with us. And so he, he, really, and he, he really and totally is with us. And so invites you to be really and totally present to him as well. He knows what's going on in your life, but he wants to hear it from you. He wants you to bring the troubles, the joys, the sorrows, the sufferings to him. And so let us do that this Mass and every Mass and hopefully every single time that we pray. And not just put on a nice face, but instead with Job, uh, 
uh, acknowledge the reality of sometimes our life.